Former President Trump was arraigned yesterday in New York City in a courtroom on charges of falsifying business records related to alleged hush money payments made during his 2016 presidential campaign. As you guys know, these charges are Class E felonies. Each one of them carries a maximum sentence of four years. And so we're talking about 34 counts being faced by the former president, which means a maximum sentence of up to 136 years in jail. Let's talk about what's going on in the news. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I guess you kind of have to wonder, you know, how can I say, stick around, I think you're going to be encouraged. And I'm going to just start by saying what I've been saying now for a long time. The world might be in crisis, but God's people don't need to be. So as I'm watching this sort of a Bolshevik-style takeover, this hostile takeover of our judicial system, um, taking the rule of law and weaponizing it for the purposes of a political witch hunt against the president of the United States, uh, it, it's chilling. This is a chilling moment to be an American. It's a chilling moment in our nation's history. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, but I do believe that if, if this goes unchecked, and if he's victorious, uh, Alvin Bragg, the district attorney uh, in Manhattan, if he is victorious in this, it won't be the last time that we see a political prosecution. This is absolutely a political witch hunt. It's horrifying to watch. Uh, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where I remember where I was when the space shuttle Challenger blew up in the sky. I remember where I was when, you know, uh, they announced that Michael Jackson was dead. You know, things like that. I will remember what I was doing when I got a notification on my phone of a video watching former President Trump being arraigned on these charges in New York City. It was, it was uh, sad to watch. It was kind of horrifying. And Trump, of course, pleaded not guilty to the charges yesterday afternoon. But I thought it was interesting. So I've been, you know, searching the, the media and looking at the, the interwebs and seeing what people are saying about this. And it really is kind of shocking to see now the very... A deep divide between conservatives and the left in this country. And I'm I'm starting to wonder if it's not an irreparable divide, that there are people in this country who are gloating and rejoicing and thrilled to death that President Trump is finally being arraigned. And I just I think it's so interesting. I'm I'm wondering what what in the world, you know, a Bill Clinton uh, these guys, they they commit fraud on the American people. He is a corrupt human being. Hillary Clinton, one of the worst political figures in American history. Barack Obama had to pay a fine for the stupidity that he uh, that he engaged in when he was president of the United States. I mean, we can talk about president after president after president, but they're going to arraign, uh, you know, arrest former President Trump. And I frankly believe this is completely politically motivated. Nothing new came out from uh, Alvin Bragg's so-called, you know, he had these big surprises that he was going to reveal. We didn't see any of that yesterday when he uh, when he started listing the 34 felony charges that he is leveling against former President Trump. And I, I was watching to see kind of how the mainstream media would respond. And uh, you guys know, I mean, it was it was pretty what you know, just right down the line, uh, liberal actor John Cusack. These people, I can never watch their movies again. It's just so frustrating. He cheered Trump arrested. Stop saying this is a sad day. This is a great day. Uh, so sad to see that. Um, Ellie Mistel, 
who is a correspondent for The Nation and a frequent flyer at MSNBC, expressed sincere gratitude for the Manhattan District Attorney who made this indictment happen. He tweeted, I just want to put down the 3D chessboard for a second and give Alvin Bragg his flowers for finally getting this done. Many law enforcement officials and agencies have had probable cause to do this for the last 40 years. Bragg finally did it. Uh, Earlier, John Cusack fired off an excited and misspelled tweet saying, Happy Indictment Day. For all those who thought the United States would never sink so low to be able to elect a man who could be so corrupt and insane he'd bring down the presidency, this one's for you. And I was like, wait a minute, so corrupt and insane. Are you talking about Joe Biden? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I, I think that you are. MSNBC contributor Dean Obadila used a famous Martin Luther King Jr. quote to mark the day. He wrote, MLK, the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends toward justice. In the case of Donald Trump, it's taken in many years, but we see one, we see step one in holding Trump accountable. This is what justice looks like. Uh, the Batman actor and, uh, and liberal leftist Jeffrey Wright riffed on one of Trump's old campaign slogans for Hillary Clinton, tweeting, locked him up. A former campaign staffer for Barack Obama, John Cooper, shared an image of people flipping off Trump Tower while wearing F Trump t-shirts, and he captioned it writing, Happy Trump Arraignment Day. I watched uh, the former president, you know, like many of you did, as he walked into the courtroom. A lot of people thought that he was going to stop and say something, and he didn't. Um, and I uh, I frankly was just, I'm, I'm sad, because a lot of us can see the actual criminal activity of Hunter Biden, the dubious dealings of the Biden family uh, misusing his role as the vice president of the United States in Ukraine. Nothing ever happens. These guys, it's like they're just completely above the law. But what they're trying to let you know, and this is frankly what Trump has been saying for a long time, this isn't about Trump uh, as a person. This is about keeping him from running for president in 2024. And it's about people like you and me. And Trump's just in the way. The left wants you to know that if you get in the way of what they want to do, they will come after you and they'll send you to prison if that's what they need to do. You know, these trumped up charges, it's kind of crazy. And we're seeing, and we talked about this when I was speaking at Answers in Genesis, we really are seeing the persecution of political persecution, absolutely, of people on the right. But I think we're also going to start to see the persecution of Christians. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute because there's a horrifying case out of Oregon that you guys need to know about. I thought it was interesting that Mitt Romney, never late than, you know, better late than than never, Mitt Romney came out and slammed Alvin Bragg's overreach uh, of the Trump charges. He said no one's above the law, not even former presidents, but everyone is entitled to equal treatment under the law. Did you guys see that Nancy Pelosi said that Trump would have an opportunity to prove his innocence? Well, I'm sorry, Nancy Pelosi, but I thought in the United States of America, you are innocent until proven guilty. The burden of proof is on the prosecution here. It's not on President Trump. But if you'll notice, they have a different standard uh, for themselves than uh, than for ever than for anyone else. It's it's really quite alarming. And I know that we're you know, we're going to see a lot more of this in the days to come. But I think you're going to see this case fall apart. Uh, Bragg allege 
He alleges that Trump falsified business documents between 2015 and 2017 to hide payments to individuals, including adult film actress Stormy Daniels, with negative information about Trump, thereby catching the information and killing it with hush money payments. So he's calling it a catch and kill scheme. These people will stop at absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, uh, just a couple of days ago, Trump was actually awarded nearly $122,000 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels. And I thought that's fascinating. So he wins his lawsuit against her while Alvin Bragg is indicting him on 34 felony counts. It's shameful. It's unprecedented. It's chilling. We need to be in prayer for our country. And certainly, you know, there's a, there are a lot of things that I feel some angst about, you know, particularly when it comes to the 2024 uh, elections. Having spent two years running for Congress, I can tell you with absolute certainty that there is as much horrific uh, stupidity and power grabbing in the Republican Party as there is in the Democrat Party. We are a nation need of God. We, we need the healing power that can only come from God. It's either going to be God's law or it's going to be man's law. And anytime you're not serving God, you're serving man. And anytime you're serving man, you're serving the prince of the power of the air. That's exactly what's happening. And when I was running for uh, the U.S. House of Representatives, I watched with a fair degree of horror as people that I had formerly really held in high esteem showed their true colors. Um, the Republicans, same as the Democrats, would lie to get what they wanted. It was really shameful and embarrassing to watch. But as I've told you guys, and I'm, I'm going to continue to say it, it's not about the, the, the people. When we're talking about politics, it's always about a platform. What is the party platform? And the Republican Party platform more closely aligns with the biblical uh, Judeo-Christian values that we believe in and support as Christians. And so I will continue to be very involved politically. I will continue to speak out about what I think is right and true and good. And I want to encourage you to really be in prayer for our nation because we are a nation at war with God. And that's the truth of it. Uh, on Friday, my friend Adele Partridge is going to come on and talk to me about the transgender movement. He just wrote a book called Jesus and My Gender. And he'll be on here on Friday talking with uh, with me about why it's so important for for parents in particular, Christians absolutely, but parents in particular, to stop always playing defense and go on offense for once. Uh, we should be at the front lines of this culture war. I don't believe that we are going to see uh, a victory over it in my generation. It's certainly not going to come within the next few years. We have got our work cut out for us, and. When President Biden came out after the, the the horrific shooting that happened in Nashville last week and had more sympathy for the mentally ill transgender shooter than he had for the kids that were gunned down and the and the adults gunned down in cold blood, an obvious targeted attack against Christianity. And Joe Biden laughed about it. Uh, we need new leadership in this country. But more than that, we need a move of God. And we're seeing this uh, ramp up. And I, I said this, you know, years ago when I was out on the speaker circuit, I believe probably about eight or nine years ago, I said, I, I think that this generation is going to live to see the beginning 
if not the full-blown persecution of Christians in this nation. And it's starting to happen. A Christian mother just on Monday filed a federal complaint against officials with the Oregon Department of Human Services uh, Monday after she was allegedly barred from adopting children because of her religious beliefs about gender and sexuality. Jessica Bates is a mother of five who lives in a rural county in Oregon, and she felt called to adopt because of her Christian faith, but claims that her faith was used against her by the state, according to a lawsuit that's now been filed on her behalf by my friends at the Alliance Defending Freedom. Bates is an ultrasound technician whose husband was killed in a car accident in 2017, and she started applying last year to adopt a child from Oregon's absolutely overwhelmed foster care system. And she wanted to adopt a little nine-year-old kid, and they asked her what her views were on the trans on transgender surgeries uh, in particular. The agency reported denying her application because she was unwilling to abide by the or the Oregon state code requiring that foster parents must, quote, respect, accept, and support the sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression of an adopted child. According to the suit, state handout materials provided during Oregon's resource and adopt resource and adoptive family training instructed would-be adoptive parents to support certain behaviors and identities regardless of their personal beliefs. They reportedly encouraged displaying symbols conducive to an LGBTQ-affirming environment using LGBTQ-affirming language, attending LGBTQ+, asterisk, parentheses, uh, ellipses, community events, such as pride parades and facilitating transgender treatment if requested. Well, Bates, who was seeking to adopt these siblings under the age of nine, so two children under the age of nine. Do you guys know how hard it is to get adopted when you're the age of nine? And yet the state of Oregon, who has the opportunity to place these little ones in the care of a woman who would love them and bring them up in a wonderful environment, have denied her the ability to do that. Why? Because she's a Christian. Because of her Christian beliefs. It's pretty amazing. She said that she would wholeheartedly love any child under her care, and she could not in good conscience agree to affirm the state's policies on sexual and gender identity. Quote, I don't know how many children are out there under the age of nine who fall into this category. And to me, it's kind of crazy that society is wanting to get kids thinking about this stuff at such young ages. I think we should let them keep their innocence. So this may not even be an issue, Bates wrote to the official, according to her lawsuit. She said, I have no problem loving them and accepting them as they are, but I would not encourage them in this behavior. I believe God gives us our gender, and it's not something we get to choose. So an Oregon Department of Human Services official later asked whether she would hypothetically support providing children with cross-sex hormones if they requested it. And she responded by saying she thought that that was child abuse. Yeah, you're right. It is child abuse. And the state of Oregon is abusing children every single day. The state of Oregon is putting uh, feminine uh, uh, products into boys' bathrooms and tampon machines into boys' bathrooms in grade school. But that's okay. We can confuse our kids a hundred different ways from Sunday. But if a Christian mom who lost her husband in a car accident actually says, I want to love these kids and I would be a great mom to these kids. Nope. If you're a Christian and you don't believe in mutilating the bodies of little children. Nope. No way. Oregon's policy makes a sweeping claim that all persons who hold certain religious beliefs held by millions of Americans, by the way, from diverse religious backgrounds, are categorically unfit to care for children. 
says the ADF legal counsel. Uh, it's simply not true. Oregon is putting its political agenda above the needs of countless children who would be happy to grow up in a loving Christian home like Jessica's. We urge the court to remind the state of its constitutional and moral obligations and reaffirm Jessica's First Amendment right to live out her faith without being penalized by the government. And that is exactly what is happening. And just like the state of Oregon is putting their ridiculous, hypersexualized LGBTQ plus ellipses, asterisk, smiley face emojis uh, in front of the needs of these young children. Alvin Bragg, the district attorney from Manhattan, is putting his political agenda above the needs of countless New Yorkers who would really like to see a lower uh, crime rate. This guy doesn't prosecute anybody. I mean, look at his record for prosecuting people in New York City. It's shameful. He, he, he's dismissing cases right and left. The, the crime rate in New York City is skyrocketing. It's a filthy city in need of absolute, uh, an absolute reform and criminal, criminal prosecutions. But Alvin Bragg can't be bothered to do that. No, no, no. Instead of doing that, he's going to take millions and millions of dollars from, the New, from New Yorkers, and he's going to put that money into prosecuting former President Donald Trump. It's really, really amazing. Uh, Trump was shown on tape. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it, it, it really is interesting to see. Entering and exiting the courtroom with reporters standing just feet away. It really is. It, it really is something. It really is. So I'm not on Truth Social. Just one more, one more platform that I do not have time or I'm not interested in it. But he's definitely, I mean, I think Trump's going to fight. We know for sure he's a fighter. He needs to do that. But this, this is breaking my heart. And I guess I would just encourage you guys to pray. Uh, to pray for him. I mean, at the end of the day, he needs the Lord, even though, you know, there, there are a lot of, you know, rumors out there about whether or not Trump is or is not a believer. I don't know. I have no personal information on that one way or another, but I can tell you this, he needs our prayers and he needs, he needs salvation. And frankly, uh, our country is in so much trouble right now. We are broken in a hundred different ways. I, I believe we're we're watching our constitutional republic unravel before our very eyes. And yet, as you guys have heard me say, I just don't think it's cause for panic. I don't think that God's, God wants us to do that. I think we're supposed to be praying about what happens. God says that if you need wisdom, you should ask it from him. And he says that he's ultimately in control of everything. God knows what's going to happen. And so I think we should be aware. I think we should be talking about these things. It's why I'm talking about it on the show today. Um, I couldn't believe it. I, I honestly could not believe it when I saw them uh, taking uh, the president into the courtroom. It was a, a sad and shameful moment and a terrifying moment, really, for freedom in this country, especially when you see what's happening to Christians all over the United States. This radical agenda that's being pushed by sexual activists and, frankly, domestic terrorists in their own right will stop at nothing to push this agenda out into the mainstream of American uh, life. In geopolitical life, they're going to push it into the schools. They're going to try to get it into our churches. And we're watching the left weaponize our system of justice against anyone who dares to disagree with them or anyone who dares to stand uh, in their way or have their own opinion. 
or have a different way of doing things like this, this uh, Christian mom coming out of the state of Oregon. And so I am committed to praying for the president as this thing goes forward. I know many of you are doing the same thing. I'm going to be praying that there is such that this thing is just turned on its head. And frankly, that Alvin Bragg is made a fool of in front of the entire country because this cannot persist. It must not continue the way that it is because it's it's bad for our country. It's certainly bad for a constitutional republic. It's bad for the people of the United States. We're already so polarized. And this is going to take a bad situation and make it worse. And so while I am frustrated by the headlines and frustrated certainly by the news and what's happening, I also feel encouraged in the sense that it's waking people up to the myriad of issues that are happening in our country right now. And so hopefully, you know, as this thing uh, un you know, unfolds and we start to see more of the truth of the of the actual uh, charges come out. I'm hoping the corruption is exposed. I really am. I'm praying for that. And I, ho- I hope you guys are praying for it, too. And in the meantime, um, I am taking you guys through the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis. Uh, and it, that study is called Supernatural. Having a creator changes everything. I have loved writing the study. We're going to be spending two months in the book of Genesis. And I have loved every single minute of writing this study. And I think you guys are going to love it. It's beautifully illustrated. And I would encourage you, for those of you who are members over at my women's Bible study, you can sign up at MomStrong International or you can sign up at faiththatspeaks.com. They're both going to the same place right now. But I would just encourage you, uh, be students of the Word of God. This is why I wrote a study on, on, on Revelation. You know, several years ago, I wrote a study called People Get Ready, talking about prophecy and what the book of Revelation has to say about things to come. And though we are looking for the Lord's return as men and women that follow him, Jesus said that we are to occupy until he returns. That means that we should be engaged in the culture, engaged beyond the four walls of our churches. And that's why I'm so encouraged to hear from so many of you. I realized that today I said I was going to come on and talk about or or finish answering the question because there's one more point I wanted to make about the question that I answered on Monday. But in light of the breaking news with President Trump, I thought, you know, it's better for me probably just to talk about current events and what's going on and to remind you that God asks his people to pray. The Bible says that when we pray, the heart of God is moved and he listens to our prayers. The Bible says he literally bends down to listen. And so wherever you are with your children at home, those of you who are single, take time today and come before the Lord. He wants us to cry out to him. He wants us to pray to him and to seek him with everything that we have. And when we do that, the Bible says that God does answer our prayers. So join me over at uh, faiththatspeaks.com for Supernatural, Having a Creator Changes Everything. I'm going to be teaching that study today. For those of you who are members, I will be teaching at four o'clock Pacific time on Tuesday. So every Tuesday I teach, uh, I guess not today, yesterday, every every Tuesday I teach live. And uh, sometimes my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood comes on and he answers your questions. Uh, my friend Ken Ham is going to be coming on to take your questions live uh, at some point during the month of April. So if you guys want to be part of that, we want you to be Sign up and download the study, Supernatural Having a Creator Changes Everything. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will come back here tomorrow 
answering more of your questions right here at the intersection of faith and culture.